tuned in to East Tennessee's premier sports radio call-in show. This is The Drive. And hello, good afternoon, and welcome uh, to another stellar edition of The Drive here on Fan Run Radio. Russell Smith punching the time clock on a Friday afternoon edition of the show. Getting you ready for a big sports weekend as the Big Orange heads to Nashville looking to avenge last year's complete disaster. Complete disaster. In Memorial Gym against Vanderbilt, Joe Rexroad of The Athletic. And 102.5, the game is going to join us. Got up here just a few minutes to preview the game and give us his thoughts on Brian Callahan's introduction as the Titans' new coach yesterday. I saw where he's not used to being called. Callie? Yeah, he's. They call him Callie. Yeah, they call him Callie, and everybody was, I guess, depressed. We've gone from Vrabes to Callie. But everybody was calling him Coach Callahan, and he he said something. He goes, "I don't know." Basically, I don't know who Coach Cal. I'm Callie. This is a Titans thing. You got we, Miss Amy and Ran and Callie. And well, Vrabes. no, I, I think that's he was called Callie before he even came. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's that that's that's, his, his that's how he goes. Callie. He rolls with Callie. I, I I consumed a lot of Callie content yesterday. How I, you feeling about it? Uh, about the same. I mean, he fits the suit, man. He says all the right things. He looks good. Good-looking family. Like, very polished. You know, he was saying that he had interviewed for a head coaching job two years ago. I, th- I think maybe the Raiders. Mm. And then he had two head coaching interviews last year. And then he had, like, four last week. So he was like, you could, <laughs> he's polished now. You can tell he's been working on his presentation. He comes across very good. And I, I, I think he'll he'll do well. If you want to hear some uh, some good stuff, uh, 104.5 The Zone had an interview with him on their afternoon show for like half an hour. Mm. And Ron Slay, who's so good, uh, did a – he calls it going inside the boom-boom room. Boom-boom room, And he yeah. asked him, like, what's your three favorite movies, your favorite albums, your, like, you know, off-the-beaten-path stuff. And, he, you know, he handled that well. He's personable and – uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm 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 hopeful. I mean, it it all comes down to Levis. Indeed, uh, if he can make Levis a quality starting quarterback in the NFL, then he'll be successful. If if he yep. can't, then he won't. We'll go get a new coach and a new quarterback in a couple of years. So that's, I mean, I hate to oversimplify it. But <laughs> what are we talking about here? It's the NFL. Who do you think is getting fired first out of this latest batch? Oh, the guy in uh, <laughs> Carolina. You oh yeah. Me? Chico's brother. Yeah, I mean, he he might make it. I mean, he might get. He might be one and done over there. Serious. Will uh, I wonder if Young? God, I feel bad for that guy. That the the Tepper has. Uh, I mean, Jimmy coaching shorts is off the hook. Now, I mean, he, well, he he made the playoffs. Yeah, he's in the playoffs. Like it's it's still kind of a mess. But this dude makes the Browns look like a well oiled machine. Yeah. Like, even I think this guy's got like some anger management issues. Shout out to those of you watching on the video stream. This will be the last day of the video. Take a long look 
Am I supposed to be saying this? Is this out there? No, I that's fine. We, we were, yeah. told, to, no, we were told to talk yeah. about it. New management said we should talk about this. We have to move the cameras. This will be the last look at those the two la- big melons. <laughs> the la- well, no. You, you'll, you will see these melons. It's not bad. You will see our beautiful faces again in, soon. But this is the last time the audience will see the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. These, these White, White Claw. Claw. It's kind of like Nissan yeah. Stadium. Yes. <laughs> it's yeah. The new Nissan yeah. Stadium. Well, the new White Claw Hard I'll Seltzer I'll miss this Studios. place. It's like the original Yankee Stadium. A lot of magic in these walls. You'll miss this place? I will. No. <laughs> you won't. It just felt like something you're supposed to what say. What are you going to miss about this place? The damn good times we had in here. We'll We're have good have times. On Sunday. We'll have good times at the new damn, place. Damn Willie crying on air over Johnny Majors in his trench coat. We'll, we'll have good shows at the new place. We'll just have a clean bathroom. Me, I, I seriously doubt that. Because Whoa. Of, what? You don't trust new management? Have you been? I, have I you, trust new management. Have you used the restroom at the new facility? It's a palace. It's pristine. I'm just saying we've got some coworkers that, you know, well, they're, I mean, messy Marvins. Like somebody, I, I think they have a cleaning service or something. I mean, Somebody's going to have to, I mean, at some point we're going to have to all be growing, you know. So we have to sit down and tell the messy Marvin, look, man, you got to clean up after yourself. No, I, I, I cannot wait for the move. Some of the. Video equipment will be leaving today. The move could be a process. I'm sure there'll be some hiccups on the way. I, I've seen this before in radio. I, I wish I could say it's going to be a clean break. But I'd it, stay here I, if I could. I, <laughs> what? I'd stay here if I could. <laughs> like in that Maybe chair? You can. Well, we're gone. Damn Skippy. I mean, this facility, res- as I understand it, is still going to be operational. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, technically, I guess we could <laughs> just leave Bear here. No, you got to be with us. I don't like change. Whoa, but you like us. Well, there's a lot of it coming, so get ready, my friend. You've already been in touch with my... uh, Your what? Therapist? Management? Oh, (laughs) with my my representation. My treatment team. I can't wait, man. It's going to be cool. Big things. Big year. A, a, A year of change, a year of transition, a year of growth. For Fan Run Radio, I, for one, cannot wait. I will not be with you here at the old facility, Bear. I will be. I would be at the new facility now if if they would let me. Nothing against this facility. I, th- this facility has served its purpose. It's been fine. I don't mean to uh, throw shade at anybody associated yeah, with this facility, shade. but this facility— It is what it is. To, to, to put it mildly, is dated. No. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Dated? Still the this safest place? Still the safest place in town during a hurricane. That is true. Of which we get so many. <laughs> there's there's history here. There's history here. Yeah. John Ward Was it walked in, these halls. Really? This hall. I don't it's think the so. the original WKGN, this, man. Yeah, but I don't think... That uh, there was another WKGN facility. Like, have you seen some of the pictures from the seventies of WKGN when this was the R- hopping R- R- music don't station? Don't steal my joy. Okay, John Ward. Yeah, walked this hall. Okay, met with Lindsey Nelson right out there, right here. Yeah, betwixt the cinder blocks. Betwixt. Sure. That's what I happened. mean. It's <laughs> very it, possible. You know? I mean, all I the no gear idea. is like circa nineteen fifty. Well, that transmitter in there is I think it's older funny. than all of us. Yeah. 
It's a new day, man. But a new hung, day's coming. Hums like a top. New you know day's what, coming. You know what hit me last night? I was watching Apollo 13. I'm the only member of the drive that was alive while men walked on the moon. When was the last Allegedly. time men walked on? <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? Did you ever see when Buzz Aldrin jacked that young guy's jaw for? Did you ever see when he said it was all fake? Great moment. Hey, see now, now. Great moment. Are you are, are you a moon? Guy? No, I just oh, thought it was. Like, I I, I did go down hooks? the rabbit hole one summer, and I was like, this is actually pretty fascinating. It's fascinating the Close amount of time people of... will it devote towards pursuing nonsense. Flat Earth. We didn't land on the moon. Houston, we have a problem. What are you doing? You know what I mean. You know I hadn't heard that in like a month. Really? That was a good month. Tom Hanks ruined my life, Tucker. Oh, easy. No, I'm not not mad at him. I'm just saying. A little bad. A little salty. Yeah. Coming on a little too little too strong on I can tell you exactly when that movie came out because in third grade my life changed forever. (laughs) It was what, (laughs) nineteen ninety five? Little HK. Yeah, that'd be yeah, third grade. It'd be four or five. It was five. I mean, the next that next week, just oh, we have a problem, and everybody. It's okay, bud. You made teachers. it. Teachers, it it's fine. If that's the most traumatic event it from your elementary school, there. what was the most traumatic elementary school event? I got really nervous on stage at a play. Stage fright. I was the narrator. Yeah. And I practiced. I mean, I I worked so hard. Yeah. And I got up there in front of the parents. Rose. We were doing like a test run before the play, uh-huh. and I was just like. Can't do this. If they put me off stage with a microphone, so what do you do? You didn't do it? No. Really? I literally couldn't. I was like, Ugh. it was bad. <laughs> so I became oh, the. Really? I became the. I'm sorry. I'm the sorry. Hangman. I don't. I don't mean to laugh at your no, traumatic event. No, it's cool. Event. It's fine. <laughs> let's, let's keep talking about it. From elementary school. Yeah. I don't know, man. I had a great elementary school experience. It was wonderful. No, I did too. Up until then. I didn't have anything like that. wasn't that bad. I had a teacher beat the hell out of me. I th- is that legal? They couldn't do that when I was. They they need to do they, that. They could do it. <laughs> they need. Oh, I, I'm not joking, Chris. Bring back I, the paddles. I'm not joking. You, you guys, know, you guys, you guys laugh, man. We're not going to get control of these schools and these kids until they start beating these beating bratty kids. Yep. They've gone from paddles to canceling no for wind. Listen, man, yeah. I, I have family members in the school. The things I hear, dated, and like I've seen it too. Uh, it's ridiculous. Uh, I can't imagine. And, and and it would all be fixed. It would all go away if the threat of physical punishment were there. Mm. These kids yeah. would not be. It would it would drop to, it it like a hundred percent. It it would go down to where it was when when we grew up, where it was just a. You did not talk back to the teachers. You did not give attitude, or there were severe consequences. And there's no consequences right now. Did you ever get paddled as a kid? No. You? Not at school. Just, well, you did. Yeah, you definitely did. I don't yeah, know I mean, I yeah, I had a teacher that she paddled me when she was, like, incredibly. Not a, you know, looking back on it, every right to be just it fully enraged at me. Mm. But. What did you do? I destroyed it. I mean, when I say destroyed, I destroyed. I destroyed an entire classroom fighting. And then she paddled yeah. me angry because I broke something of hers. And yeah. and you stopped. You behaved for a little bit. No. She got in a lot of trouble, man. She hit me across the back like 10 times with a paddle. <laughs> well, I mean. So I got abused. Physically abused. Well, you know, I mean. For fighting? 
I so you were fighting. because I broke all the stuff on her Sounds desk. Sounds like an eye for an eye to me. Just saying, if you were fighting, like a little pain. How, how little dare you inflict physical pain on me for inflicting physical pain, pain on another person? I didn't. I got whooped, man, growing up. My parents, I don't care. I got the belt Your mom one made time. me a man. Oh, You're my, a sweet little mom. My mom was like a, oh, pff, my sweet little mom. My mom was like a ninja, man. She hit a kid <laughs> from across the room with a shoe, like freaking Nolan Ryan. She used to have this fly swatter with like a, oh, one God. of those sandals. They all had the fly swatter. It had spikes but it, it had a and sandal blades on, it. on the it end. It had a shoe on the end of it. It was what like kind of a, it was a novelty item that she got for like, oh, look at this novelty item. She's like, yeah, I'll use that to beat my kids. And we deserved every second of it. Well, first of all, in her defense, if I had, and there's no need to defend her. Like if if my folks hadn't beaten me when I was acting a fool, I probably wouldn't be like doing this. I, you ever think? Uh, I mean, you ever think about the fact that poor woman lived with four dudes for the better part of her life? You make it sound really weird. Well, she had three boys and her husband. Yeah, wasn't a whole lot of female companionship to be found. No. What? She had friends, I'm sure. Yeah. How did we get here? Beaten kids. Beaten kids. Yeah, yeah, needs to, needs yeah. to make a comeback. It was a deterrent, though, other than that one time with me. Like, I would, like, stop. Tucker, did you ever get spanked? Yeah, a handful of times. Not regularly, but it, it happened when I was younger. And look how he turned out. He's he's great. Yeah. A good. Uh, I mean, you learn a, your lesson, good, right? Like, yeah. you didn't want, like. A good whooping or two. Wait till your father gets home. Oh, my God. Now it's, no, don't tell him. I'll do anything. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please, no. Mine was the opposite. Wait till your mother gets home. Mother was the disciplinarian. Oh yeah. We called. We called her dad. My dad. Uh, we we call her dad's goon. My mom. My mom could. Uh, my mom could. Like uh, she. 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 Uh, this sounds bad. She'd beat on you. Like she'd hit you with the shoe. <laughs> I mean, she's a woman. Like it's not gonna hurt that bad, you know. And like you could kind of laugh at her, like, but but then she oh yeah okay really see how pops say, oh now you really messed up yeah that was my the, six foot five father his leather belt yeah we'll see what he has to say yeah. about it that was the worst it. whipping I ever got I just remember my brother that running didn't down hurt the stairs. That, that didn't, didn't hurt. that didn't hurt <laughs> it was my grandma we were visiting her and she's like oh and then she told my mom that hurt. We got switched, but I can distinctly remember my brother thunder down the stairs screaming, Dad's Dad's sending the goon. And then here came my mom. So my mom tells stories about her parents would say, go outside and pick, pick a switch. Pick your switch, yeah. Oh. I had to do that once or twice. And then and then they would, like, send her back out if she didn't pick one. It was one too was, small yeah. or, yeah. So, you can outthink so, yourself. So grandparents, a, like 1950s parents, Landed a little different on the discipline I mean, that's spectrum. Like men, that's that's like <laughs> mental warfare. It's like go pick your own switch. Pick pick your weapon of how you're going to die. They killed that guy in Alabama yeah. yesterday. Nitrous thing went off without a hitch. I wouldn't say that. Uh, apparently, it took like twenty something minutes. And ah, it's not bad. It was like a, four hours last time. Is why they couldn't a, they couldn't off him. Some type of convulsions or something for a period of time. Ah, too bad he shouldn't have killed those people. I missed all this. What happened? Alabama, because of the way the drug, they can't get the drugs for lethal injection anymore. Mm. So they're having to find new ways to, you know, execute death row inmates. So now what they're doing is basically forcing this new way. Alabama did it last night. They forced the inmate, the 
person that's getting executing just to pure breathe nitrogen until it kills you. Whatever happens to just whacking a guy over the head? Well, I don't Toss him off the side of a building or something. Just hang him. <laughs> we make this so complicated. We're well, killing a guy. That, I mean, they, there's that whole cruel and unusual punishment, which doesn't really factor into it when they're killing somebody. I mean, you just, I can think of a few people. That, if it's me, just go ahead and get it over. Do, do what you got to do, man. You'd rather be hung than... I don't know why they just don't, like, just give somebody one of those, you know, you hear about people all the time. I mean, they pick up some fentanyl patch off the ground, they damn near mm, die. Yeah. Cyanide tablet. Well, that's a hell of a first segment. I think we're doing great. It's a Friday. I had some Jerry Stackhouse audio we were going to play. He kind of pissed me off. He pissed off. He did? Us, yeah. In his, in his droney voice. What did, uh... Conzo Part 2. Barnes uh, has a very high opinion of Coach Stackhouse. He has a high opinion of everyone. It's similar to how Saban uh, thought Butch and Dooley were doing fine jobs. Yeah. Is, is a, oh, I, I know I'm we just sure won Barnes, by 40, but they're doing a great job. I'm sure Barnes all is right. all for a Jerry Stackhouse contract extension. We owe him one tomorrow. Let's get uh, Joe Rex Road in here when we continue. We'll talk about the game tomorrow night. We'll talk about Brian Callahan, whatever else is going on. Maybe get his thoughts on capital punishment when we continue. It is The Drive. More Fan Run Radio coming up. The Drive. Fan Run Radio, the drive continues. Russell Bear Houston with you. Young Tucker Harlan getting ready for uh, what I'm sure is just going to be a banger update coming up here at 4 o'clock. Like I'll put a little pressure on you? Yeah. Give you a fine reputation to live up to, Tucker. Let's get Joe Rexroad in here. He's got a fine reputation. He's, of course, with the Athletic 102.5 The Game. Good afternoon, Joe. How are you, sir? I'm great, Russell. Uh, another busy week up here on the football front. How you doing? Uh, you sound tired, man. It's fr- Everybody's tired. Me and Houston, are, we got the yawns in here. The crazy I, dreams. Hey, man, it's been a long week. I appreciate you jumping on with us today, man. Yeah, well, you know, morning radio, usually by Friday, <laughs> I'm, I'm toast, man. And then you throw in, you know, you throw in a, a nice coach hire. And all that, and all the stuff that goes with that. But uh, you know, the Titans have been making making us work. That's for sure. Joe, uh, what are your thoughts on Brian Callahan now that he's he's in Nashville? You've seen the intro, introductory press conference, gotten to hear his answers. What were your initial impressions? Yeah, look, he was great. Uh, he was great at his press yesterday. I, in fact, I actually did write this in the Athletic. It, you let me know if you agree. I sh- I actually wrote. I was like. Yeah, he had a great intro presser. For context's sake, Jeremy Pruitt had a great intro yeah. presser in 2017. <laughs> I, I remember writing it for the Tennessee, and, oh, man, that's a ball coach right there. That's yeah. a ball coach. You know, so, I, I mean, it's – yeah, exactly. I mean, you got to really be bad to not win your intro presser, you know. So, But that said, uh, I, look, I like the hire. I liked the name from the start. I didn't like the firing of Mike Vrabel when they fired him. I liked the idea of, well, then – Jump on the train, jump on the gravy train with the play-calling OC head coach who develops quarterbacks, and that's that's where this league is largely going. The Titans, it's worth a shot. 
and they, they have the young QB with a lot of talent that they want to maximize. So I thought he was a good name. And look, when it, you know, a lot of stuff I didn't know about him, honestly, Russell, until this week. And that's how it always yeah. goes, right? Like, you know, the basic stuff, but digging in on him some, talking to Zach Taylor and some other people. I mean, this, I, his quarterback background is pretty incredible. And, of course, obviously, as a young guy, he's got Peyton Manning like, no, 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 man, that's not how you study film. This is how you study film. To the point, though, that Peyton Manning, you know, was, like, vouching for him for whoever would listen and invite him to his Hall of Fame thing and all that stuff. So there's some respect there. And then, obviously, Derek Carr, Matthew Stafford, even, like, you know, making things work with Tim Tebow. And then, obviously, the Joe Burrow experience has been very successful. So, no, he's, he's an impressive guy, smart guy. I think it's going to be a very different feel around here for Vrabel. Vrabel was a lot more, you know, gruff, Belichickish type stuff. And Callahan's like the cool, you know, dude who you might go get a latte with and then talk ball. And that's cool. And But, you know, it's all about winning. Any rumblings on – how a staff might look. I, mean, I know it's the NFL, and the, you only have about a hundred assistants, but uh, the coordinators, you know, big big names like that. Well, so the uh, there was reported that the Jags passing coordinator, and the names eluding me is someone getting an interview. You know, an, one OC possibility, an obvious one is Thomas Brown. He's uh he was the Panthers OC, and it was a disastrous year, but he didn't even get to run his offense. It was like. David Tepper tried to put together an all-star cast of coaches around Frank Reich, and then it was just a terrible, like the whole thing was terribly conceived. So he's a really impressive guy, McVay guy. Um, Some people think that, you know, maybe he's going to get a better job, a job where he does call plays. Because that's the thing, you know, an OC coming here, you're not going to be calling plays. So some OCs, you know, that's why Matt LaFleur left the Rams when Vrabel got the Titans job six years ago because he could actually come here and call plays. It helped him. But obviously we're seeing guys like Zach Taylor, like Brian Callahan, get these jobs even if they don't. Uh, But the biggest hire, Russell, that I I would – I'm not going to guarantee, but I am confident it's going to happen is that Bill Callahan will come in here and be the offensive line coach. I'd say Bill Callahan is one of the two most celebrated offensive line coaches in the modern era of the NFL, along with Jeff Stoutland of the Eagles. And he's under contract, and so some people are like, well, why are the Browns going to let him out of his contract? And I'm like, are you seriously telling me the Browns aren't going to let this dude go coach with his son? And then they're going to say, hey, 67-year-old Bill Callahan, who's been a head coach at the Super Bowl and doesn't need to work another day, get your butt in there and get those you know, blocking dummies uh, you know, wiped off for the next practice. I mean, get out of here. <laughs> That's an absolute joke. I, I, I like I just think through it logically. Like the Browns cannot keep him, cannot make him stay. He'll just I mean, if I was him, I'd go double middles and hit the beach, you know? So I think Bill Callahan will be here coaching with his son, and I think that's a huge that's a huge bonus of hiring Brian Callahan. That dude, you know, the Wisconsin Badgers are still known for being like an offensive line factor. That's him. That's him and Barry Alvarez in 1990 or whatever, 1989. Like, this dude is, you know, is a, a fantastic O-line coach. And obviously, anybody who watched the Tennessee Titans play football this year knows, damn, do they need linemen and a good line coach. Joe Rexrode of The Athletic and 102.5 The Game with us this afternoon on the program. Joe, are you surprised Vrabel hasn't landed anything yet? I am. I am surprised. You know, I saw he was about to interview the Panthers. They hired Dave Canales. So they went the young, hot shot OC route. You know, that, but that's the thing. It's like 
you got Bryce Young, and so they that's the way they kind of went. Um, you know, there are still two jobs, but I think that the commanders, I, I think they're going to give the world to Lions OC Ben Johnson to come, which would leave the Seahawks, and that's possible. Uh, but I am. I, I'm surprised there wasn't a little bit more urgency to land very well. But again, you know, this is the whole thing. I, I, I still think Vrabel's very respected as a coach. I think you know, if he doesn't land in this cycle, he'll sit out a year. He'll take Amy Adams Trunk's money, and then he'll be back. And I think he'll probably get a head coaching job in a year from now. But it's the same thing. It's like, well, you can like Vrabel, but as we saw, Vrabel had a good OC in Arthur Smith, and the Titans are scoring 31 points a game. And they looked great, and they had better players. They had A.J. Brown and all that stuff, right, Taylor Lewan. But but then if he makes a bad OC hire, now you're now you're in trouble, and you know that's going to be the test of Lions coach Dan Campbell. He's going to lose his coordinators. You know when you have the play calling where the offense is the head coach, and that's going to be your stability. There is appeal there, and I and I think that definitely hurts Rabel. The you know it's not like there haven't been defensive coaches hired in the cycle, yeah. but you know it, it's it's way tilted the other way right now. Yeah, uh, the, these defensive coaches are at a huge disadvantage. I mean, we talked about it yesterday. Kind of, it's kind of like the the thing Heupel has working here in Knoxville, where it's like, yeah, yeah. you know, Alex Golish gets the South Florida job. Nothing changes. Nothing. You know, they just they just move the next guy up, and as long as Heupel's here, you know how it's going to look offensively. That's true. Now I do. It's funny you bring that up because I do think they miss Golish to some extent, but it's hard to say. Like right with the quarterback switch. I mean. That's obviously the primary and receiver, all all the stuff. I mean, there's a ton of it. But I mean, I think Golish is really good, and I think that's why he got that job. And I think that's I mean, that kind of speaks to like the value he brought. But you're right. Ultimately, it is Heupel's baby, and so you know, like it's not going to be like, uh oh, we're going to have to switch to the wing T. You know, I mean, yeah. you know what you're going to be doing. And there is definitely you know, the name of the game is throwing the ball, scoring points. Offense wins championships. That's football today. So. It's just the advantage to those guys. Joe Rexrow kicking it with us this afternoon on the drive. Joe, is Music City ready for the Orange Invasion in Memorial Gym tomorrow night? <laughs> yeah, let me tell you, that's going to be really interesting. I'm going to be in the house. And like even last year, now, of course, Vanderbilt wasn't very good. The Tennessee win kind of got really got them going. But they were still like they had a talented team, and you thought it might be a competitive game, and it was still very orange in there, right? Um, I mean, tomorrow, my goodness! I know uh, I've heard of some Vanderbilt fans who are like going just because like it's their obligation, but they're dreading it. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's going to be heavy, heavy orange, and and I just I don't see it being competitive from what I've seen of Vanderbilt and Tennessee. I don't think it's going to be competitive at all. And, uh, you know, it's just maybe this can be the thing that gets Stackhouse's team turned around. But he, he doesn't have the team, I think, to challenge Tennessee in this game or really to do anything this year. So I think we're looking at an ugly one. Yeah, I mean, we, we've seen some lesser talented Vandy teams upset better Tennessee teams in Memorial before, but – I'm kind of with you, Joe. It just feels like after last year and all the guys that Tennessee has back, Vescovy and Triple J, uh, Ziegler, that were a part of that team and a part of that upset, uh, this is probably one that they've had circle. They, they will never admit this, right, Joe? But yeah. they've got to be fired up for this. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sure. 
I'm trying, and of course, you know, there aren't even with Vanderbilt, like they've changed over a lot, but you still have Ezra Magnon, you still have Tyron Lawrence, the guy who hit the winning shot. So absolutely. Uh, I, I, I don't doubt that at all. And, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I haven't been able to see the balls in person yet. And I'm, you know, kind of pivoting my attention that way because I tell you, man, I really think, uh, I really think this team, I've said in years past, this team's yeah. good enough. This is the Final Four Calvary team, all that stuff. We've talked about it, but I really think this team is constructed. I mean, the, I mean, the only thing I would give them is if you, if you could give them, you know, a backup point guard who gave you a little bit more, and I know they're, they're getting the freshman in there a little bit, or they're getting Freddie in there a little bit more. Other than that, I mean, they've got depth and defense and all the numbers and enough shooting, and they got a lottery pick who can get you a bucket whenever you need it. I mean, they are. I think they're going to be right there with anybody in this country in March. What about Vandy? Uh, I mean, you know, we've been talking about Stackhouse. He's, you know, didn't exactly set the world on fire out of the gates. A little bit better last year. A big win over the Vols and uh, did some nice things. Uh, but this year it feels like they've gone right back to the bottom of the league. What's going wrong there? Yeah. Well, and that's the amazing thing is like, I mean, he was SEC coach of the year last year, you know? <laughs> Which is amazing when you think about it. They lost 101-44 at Alabama. And it's like, well, he's lost the team year four. Here we go. And then they got to the point where, you know, I thought they'd be closer. They were a few teams away from getting in the field. I think they could have done damage in the NCAA tournament last year. But the bottom line is the biggest thing to answer what's gone wrong is his recruiting has gone wrong. I mean, his high school recruiting has just been subpar. And, you know, you think about who were, his, who were the best players in the, of the Stackhouse era, I would say the three best players would be Manion, who is still here and a fantastic, you know, point guard, um, Liam Robbins, and then yeah. Scotty Pippen Jr. Yeah. Right. So Manion and Robbins are are upperclassmen transfers, which he has complained this year that he can't get in, but obviously he got them in. And then Scotty Pippen Jr. was recruited by Bryce Drew. He just his evaluation and landing of high school players has been subpar. And even though you can do a lot of work in the portal, even if you're Vandy, you can do work in the portal. It's not as easy, but you can do it. Like if you if you, if you you continually bring in these classes with a bunch of guys who are misses, eventually it's just not going to be good enough. Also, I think he, I think he's a very good X's and O's coach, and, he, and it takes guys about six weeks to figure out his offense and run it well. And so then they lose a bunch of games they shouldn't lose early. And so, you know, by the, they might look good by the end of this year, and they'll probably upset some people. But to me, it's just five years, man. Uh, you know, it's just not good enough. It's just not good enough, and we'll see if that's what Vanderbilt's administration thinks at the end of the year. If they make a change and, and you were advising the Vandy administration, what, what do they need? Because, I mean, those of us who grew up here in East Tennessee, uh, Vanderbilt basketball, I mean, they've, they've had some good times. They've been in the tournament. They've had some great yeah. players come through there. But it's a different academic environment for sure. Like, what, what do they need to get back to the Memorial Magic Days? There's no excuse for them to be this crappy like this for this long. Zero. I mean, Kevin Stallings and even Bryce Drew, in his brief time, they brought in pros. You can do that. You can't tell me that you can't recruit at a higher level than Vanderbilt. So, I just, to me, it's like you, you look around and you, as you are evaluating the next coach, I, you absolutely have to look at recruiting. And, and, and I know everybody can say that, but 
there's no excuse. I know Vanderbilt fans at the end of the Stallings era were sick of him and wanted him out and all that stuff, and now everybody feels bad about it and they wish they could they think they could have those years back. But you can do better than what he was doing at the end too. So it's just you know, like Candace Lee did not hire Jerry Stackhouse. Malcolm Turner, her predecessor, did. She hired Shea Ralph, who in year three has Vandy women's basketball signing top ten recruits, and you know they're going to go to the NCAA tournament this year. They were right there with Tennessee. You know, with, I think Tennessee's starting to play better now. That was a you know good win for Tennessee. But look at what she's done in three years with that program. No excuse. You can win at Vanderbilt, and that's that's I think part of the the evaluation of Stackhouse and. I, you just got to get the higher right. And again, I think with Candace Lee, what, with the hire of Shea Ralph, that's encouraging. I know it's not apples to apples, but encouraging that she can make a good men's basketball hire. All right. Great stuff, Joe. We appreciate you as always, my friend. Go get some rest. It's been a long week, Joe. Absolutely. And then we got <laughs> some big title games Sunday. We'll be there ready. There you go. All Thanks, right. Guys. Sounds good. Joe Rex Road of The Athletic making his presence felt this afternoon on the program and uh yeah that was high energy wild so. week in in nashville yeah <clears throat> he's still bringing it after a long work week in music city yeah they've had a lot of excitement down there this week it's an exciting place man exciting town good times to be in in nashville Got a new titans coach new stadium coming Vanderbilt football and basketball not exactly holding up their end of the deal but no but deacon barnes is on the way with his uh with his with his guys and they're gonna bless them yeah tomorrow night. yeah bless everybody 15 and a half point favorite yep that was uh I'm that was still, a little bigger than i thought still kind of skittish in that wacky gym with i, I feel anything like that can go wrong in it's there. one of those games they're, they're either going to cover that easily or lose yeah you know? <laughs> it's just the way that, <laughs> that stuff goes what was it you i know you said it a, a bunch of times uh about the coat, I can't remember the exact quote about Memorial when you're watching your team run away from you. Rick Patino, the most helpless feeling in coaching is watching your team run away from you at Memorial Gymnasium. It's a weird place. Quick timeout. The drive continues. Open up the phone lines here 865 546 8200. Your number to get on board. More Tennessee Vandy talk. We'll hear from Jerry Stackhouse for the last time. They do have to come here. Yeah, That's true. This may not be the yeah. last. All right, stay with us. The coach who realized. Fan Run Radio, the draft continues. Joe Rex wrote of The Athletic Bear. What did you learn? Oh, not so much learn, but like, I think I thought I said something to you guys before the show. We were talking about Crack House. Um, his like high school recruiting's been abysmal, and I, I saw somebody comment on it because you would think, I mean, he's Jerry Stackhouse. He's got such like what do they call that? Like name recognition, Q, whatever name recognition. Even now, like kids that play basketball, pizzazz. He's he's a name. He's damn Jerry Stackhouse. That guy should be able to sign like high end kids. Hey, I played in the league. I, I wonder if he here. can still go out there and hoop a little with his guys he looks like in good shape i think so he still looks like he's always looked like he's like about half a step away from getting pissed off and getting crazy i think he's crazy looking i wouldn't mess with stackhouse oh is he the best dressed coach in the sec he may be the best dressed coach he and nate oates are both suit lovers yeah i don't like nate's a schlub what's uh 
What's our boy at AM doing? Buzz this oh, year. Oh, he's still is wearing he still, vests. Is he, yeah. okay. He's still yeah. wearing vests. He does the vests. It's always a sharp stack, stack certain kind of guy to pull off the vest. Pearl was never a vest guy, right? He was suspenders. He wear, I feel like he's worn a three-piece suit before. Yeah, I'm not sure. The the suspenders were definitely his signature. Mm-hmm. Sweating through that suit. You like the casualization of college basketball? I don't mind it, um, but that's probably because I had to like do it. Like, I had to wear a suit to every game. Really? It's just kind of like, oh, at, just give me at, a polo and a... For the Lady Vols? Mm-hmm. Why? Were you like a manager? Did you yeah. go out on the floor and stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because some of those guys, I remember, like, they... Like, it was kind of, I won't say controversial, but I, I always felt bad for them because, like, some of those teams went to the Final Four, and it's like, the male practice players, I thought, should have gotten tickets and stuff. And, like, they had to pay their own way. Uh, They get tickets, but that was it. Like, no airfare or anything like that. Yeah, we had some come to. I'm trying to think, we won it in Tampa and Cleveland. Boy, the uh, that LSU bench. I, I was watching some of that game last night. Oh, did you watch some? It, it's not. It's not just Kim. Like her whole bench. Oh, yeah. uh, even the dudes on that. the team are like oh, have one guy looking like the Joker or something over there on the bench. What do you mean? Purple suit. The whole staff. Yeah, they all dress well, weird the, like that. A lot of them. Yeah. It's interesting, too, because, like, Don Staley's over there in a hoodie. Of course. Or, like, a Michael Vick jersey or... She apparently listens to Feinbaum. She was... That was something funny. I came across uh, right before we went on air. She, she was getting interviewed by Paul Feinbaum, and she told him to tell one of those nutty callers. <laughs> Coach Staley says hello. Hmm. Dwayne. Yeah, I... Not that I'm necessarily pulling for South Carolina to win, but oh. that LSU group, not very likable. No, and if no. she were if she were a dude, we'd say she has a very punchable face. Mulkey? If she was Ken Mulkey, yeah, and acted like that instead of Kim. Like, obviously, we're not going to say she's got a punchable face, but she got a face I don't like. How are the LVs doing, Houston? I, I hear, like, everybody was ready to, like, okay, well, we're getting a new coach. And then they've won a couple, right? Who have they beat, Houston? They beat Kentucky, uh, I know. They're undefeated in SEC play, last I checked. I uh, thought they lost to Texas A&M pretty Damn. bad. Blast. But I think that's the only one. Have they played any of the top teams yet? I believe they play Ole Miss this weekend. Down they there. are currently unranked. They're, they're, I know that I saw on Twitter that they just moved in to the either the first four like the the first four in or out which i'm sorry they can be undefeated i'm not coming off where i'm at right now it's a damn travesty it's not the lady falls are then the first four out and we're in at the end of january man i'm sorry Uh, five and one in the sec they have beaten auburn kentucky florida mississippi state vanderbilt they did lose to a and m 71 to 56 and they haven't played LSU or South Carolina yet. Saw some some posts on Twitter of people saying, oh, you know, let's open up the checkbook for Dawn Staley. She would love to come here and resurrect. She ain't coming here, man. She's got a pretty good thing going on. She's got a pretty good thing going on. And that shadow still looms large, man. I, no, she ain't coming here, bro. Huh. She ain't coming here. But I, I think Danny – 
if they do decide to make a change at the end of the year. Like I, I, I think you get a winner. Because that's what LSU did when they hired fired Nikki Caldwell. They're like, well, we're not hiring some up and comer. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to go hire the best damn coach and like people. Oh, even folks who don't follow women's basketball were like, oh, they hired Kim Mulkey mm. over there, and and they won a national title last year and at a full arena last night for a nationally televised game that a lot of people watched. I, I think Danny White will do something like that. I, I think he'll make a splash hire. I have no idea. I don't have any names or anything like that for you. But I don't think he's just like going to hire Carol Lawson because she played for Pat or somebody else because they have Tennessee ties. Or she, She's the only one that if they want to keep it in the family type of thing. They can't do that again. She's the only one that I would say, okay, I'll I'll like hear this out, but after that, man, just go get go get the best coach. And Danny's been he's been good at that in all sports, really, everywhere he's been. I'd go full flamethrower here. They're, I mean, they're Duke's five and four right now. Like, I'm sorry, she hasn't done enough to she has this job. Like, I I want somebody that has been to fi- at least been to multiple Final Fours. That that's the kind of we want status you you have to have here to 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 be the head coach of of the Tennessee Lady Vols. I mean if if we're talking about what what I'm talking about which is getting the program back to where I be, does, believe it deserves to be which is the best program in the country. Not one of or competing no. for. No, the, the best. best. So I I'll be very interested. I mean I I, I hope they do well and, but it feels not quite as Bad as it feels for Vandy fans with what they're going on right now with Stackhouse, mm. but it, it it feels like for a lot of casual Lady Vols fans, the the ship has kind of sailed yeah. with Kelly Harper. So yeah. we'll see. 865-546-8200. Speaking of Jerry Stackhouse, let's hear from the head coach of the Commodores earlier today meeting with the media. Had con words to say about Tennessee and the program and the season the Vols are having, but tell me how the end of this rubs you guys. Right now, Tennessee's by, by far, I think, has shown that they're, they're the class of the league right now by record and just by you know how you know, they they played. So it's a, it's a big test, but all that stuff is kind of out of the window when you get these type of games when it's going to be the excitement that we know it's going to be in this building for, for, for both sides again. I mean, See, there's a lot of Tennessee fans in in, in Nashville, and, and, and Vanderbilt fans are going to be here trying to make them unhappy. And, and hopefully, we can do our do our part to to have them have a long night like they like they did last year. But it's it's, it's a big test for us, but it's something that we're definitely capable of if, if we play up to our capabilities. Now, does that strike you, Bear? Once you have a long night tomorrow night, I can understand that. He didn't have to reference last year. You just pouring gasoline on the fire, Coach. We're coming for you. We're coming for can you. Can we make it and nasty? You're Vanderbilt Commodores. Can we make it nasty in somebody else's jump? We can make it damn borderline dangerous in there. Ooh. Our fans. Those fans have given up on Jerry Stackhouse in West End. Are they out? Mm. Oh yeah, they're out. Jerry should be doing TV, man. He's that, got a good voice. That game last year, it bought him another year. It did, didn't it? Yeah, it really yeah. did. Because they, they were out then. Yeah, it's their equivalent of Jeremy Pruitt buying himself another year with the Gator Bowl win. I don't think he was going anywhere that year, but 
I don't think he was going anywhere in year three. I don't want to no. get off on a Pruitt right, right, rant, right, right. if not for the NCAA stuff. Uh, who, who bought himself an extra year. I'll tell you who was on their way out the door. 15, when Butch uh, had that furious comeback against Georgia. Mm, yeah. We were we had mattresses. I had matches and gasoline ready to go. And then they turned it around and won that game. And Josh Smith. I was going to say Josh Smith intercepted yep. a pass to Josh Malone, basically. He helped give and Butch two more took years. Took it to the end zone. Hope you're happy, Josh. It wasn't a real interception, Tucker. Yeah. I was saying he jumped in front of the yeah. route. Butch Jones is ass. God, we came so close to losing that game. You sound so disappointed. <laughs> we could have gotten rid of his ass. Uh, Tennessee's 129 victories over Vandy are its most against any opponent. The only other school Tennessee has defeated how many a hundred times is Georgia. Where how many times have we defeated Kentucky? Less than a hundred. But I know that we've got it's only like thirty, isn't it? No, it's a lot more than that. We've got more wins over them than anybody else, right? Yeah, nobody else in the in college basketball has more wins over Kentucky than us. We're the nemesis, Tucker. Same with Bama in football, correct? <clears throat> yeah. yeah, and somebody went back and looked. Until they got, you know, football Jesus, Nick Saban down there, that series was almost dead even at 500. I'm so excited for them to – I mean, even if DeBoer is so good, he's not going to be Saban. It's going to take us two generations to dig out from this hole of idiot coaches we've had on yeah, our okay. traditional series. That's what time's for. I mean, Tucker's going to be an old, old dude. By the time we get some of these back to 500. Santiago Vescovi will make his 129th career start tomorrow night. Jeez. It'll move him past Chris Lofton and Allen Houston for sole possession of the most in program history. Yeah, she didn't have an asterisk because of the COVID year. Yeah. Oh, Wait, I mean, well, he'll be in first after tomorrow, and we still have half the season to play? Nobody will ever top it. Well, that's like I, Tank McCullough broke it for football this year, correct? Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> Who had, who had it before Tank broke it? Uh, oh, I saw this. Was it a lineman? I'm sure we saw it. Some four-year starter on the offensive line? Or a quarterback, maybe? We never had quarterbacks that play all four years. Peyton? Yeah, he did. But that wasn't an 11-game schedule back then, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, Santi came in at, you know, he midway was mid Yeah, he was. He was midway his through. first year. The LSU game. So, really, he's had, he's been a starter for four complete years about right now. Yeah. Give or take, yeah. He's never he's been remarkably healthy. Would love to what see him do? get it. I, I, I think knocking he, on wood. I, right. I think he gets it going I'm eventually. I, I I would love to see him knock down a couple and just find his groove. I mean, he's we, we looked at these numbers yes uh earlier this week, HK off the air. Like he shot people forget. Two years ago, season before last, mm -hmm. he shot 40% from three-point range, was one of the best three-point marksmen in all of college basketball, averaged right at 14 points a game, and he's averaging, I, I want to say, seven and a half, something like that right now, and he's shooting 32% yeah. from three-point range. We know he's a better player than what he showed offensively. He's doing other stuff to, to help us win, and we all love Santi. I, I feel like he will eventually snap out of whatever he's got himself in right well, now. Well, and we talked about it yesterday, and I'm not saying this is why, but because of all the attention going towards Connect and Adu now, I will admit, like, some of the looks he's getting this year 
perhaps the, the most wide open looks he'll ever see. And in a way, like two years ago, that was one of the things that made him great was he could hit those contested deep shots. Yeah. And it's almost like it's harder and, for him uncontested. Maybe, or or you're just thinking about it too much because we've seen that this year a few times with Gainey's had that problem too, where yeah. he catches the ball and it's like there is no one within ten feet of me. Now I have to think about this. Yeah, and shoot it. Those are the hardest ones sometimes. Man. I mean, it's true. But here's the deal: he's going to be drawing like the the. I mean, obviously, connect and and I really feel like connect and Ziegler. I mean, he's going to draw the third best defense. He's got I me. Mean, he, he juked that guy out of his jock the other night. Yeah, when he nailed that three. But so if if we if Tennessee's in the Final Four, you tell me what you think Vesco uh, Vescovi's averaging. You're saying like what? What would he average for us to get there? Yeah, I'd say he probably clips up to about like thirteen, fourteen. I was gonna say eleven or twelve. Like yeah. if, if if Connect's doing what he's doing now, like if he well, I think eventually you're gonna have to take some pressure off Connect because teams are gonna just focus on him and well, double I think that's him part and, of why he's passing up so many good looks. Is sure. he's like I know I've got number three over here. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna pump fake and see if I can get him to collapse and see if I can get this dude something wide open because he's just a walking bucket right now yeah definitely in fuego that's crazy caliente coming up hour number two of the program begins with young tucker harlan's top four at four how you feeling tucker feeling fine okay just make sure he looks focused he's ready wearing shorts today steady ready eddie yeah i'm wearing shorts in the same week there was snow on the ground it's bizarre (laughs) Stay with us. The drive continues. Hour number two coming up. The drive. Hey guys, it's